Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the LYF podcast. Monica here. Happy New Year. (laughs) Man, it's been a minute since I've hopped on the mic and I'm just I'm happy to be able to say that. And I really hope that everybody is safe out there taking good care of themselves. I'm just happy to be back. We always take a content break and we decided to take one during the holidays So that's why there hasn't been any podcast episodes coming through. And I ended up getting COVID. So I, my family and I, we all got it back in December. It was a wild time. I'm grateful to say that it was very mild for us and really tuning in to your mind, body, and spirit right now. I know that this wave caught, I think, all of us by surprise and nobody really expected that this would be what it is right now, but we're going to get through it just like we have during these past couple of years. So hopefully we're reaching the tail end of the pandemic. That is my hope. I've been reading very optimistic uh, articles from various credible resources saying that this could very well be the beginning of the pandemic becoming an endemic. So that's really good news. And that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I think we all are. So again, I hope everybody is safe out there and staying well and just doing all, all the things you need uh, to take good care of your, again, your mind, body, and spirit. To catch everybody up this month, our theme is all on the topic of transformation. So it is definitely a time of that. I think we're all f- experiencing it collectively individually. I know I am. I know I'm experiencing it individually and really realizing a lot about myself that I think I had forgotten. And I think sometimes it's easy. I know I I think I've fallen into this trap before where I romanticize a little bit the idea of transformation and uh, change because then when we're in it, it can feel extremely uncomfortable and even chaotic. And it's in those moments that all of our practices like yoga, meditation, going to therapy is extremely important. I know I found myself, I've been going to therapy a little bit more myself and 
I'm very grateful that I am able. And it's just it's moments like these where, again, we really have to lean on our practices for a reason. And so I wanted to talk about that, just the hardship that comes when we're transforming and how uncomfortable it can really be. And sometimes downright a little bit scary, I would add, because a lot of times really uncomfortable emotions come up that can be from our past that we had totally forgotten about. And we'll start getting memories of whatever might have happened in our past that caused those emotions to to stay trapped in our being. And if it's one thing I had to remind myself as I'm going through my own inner transformations is that this too shall pass and to just lean on the breath and the meditation again and going to therapy and all the things because those are our lifelines really to come back to center. And in those moments of feeling that overwhelm, I think even just dropping into our heart can help us. I know it helps me even just put my, put my hands around my heart and just really breathe into it and really try to understand what's happening. I had something really neat happen and I sometimes like to share my synchronicity stories on here. And so earlier this week, I was just journaling a lot. And as I was journaling, I was realizing how busy my mind has been feeling lately. And I was just wanting to just really write out my emotions and really lean into that. And then I had a thought and the thought was, man, I wonder what Ram Dass would do. And for those that may not know Ram Dass, he was an American professor at Harvard, but then he became a yoga teacher or yoga advocate, I would say, um, over here in the Western world after going to India and that experience really changing his life. And he actually passed away, excuse me, right before the pandemic started. So back in December of 2019, he passed away. And there's he has a book called Be Here Now. Cam Calloway and The Leak actually had a collab song where that's called Be Here Now. So I really like Ram Dass. I really like his teachings. Like you can look him up and he has different lectures and He talks about, honestly, like an array of topics from consciousness to mindfulness and all that within that topic. But anyway, so back to earlier this week, I was journaling. And like I said, my mind just been feeling so busy lately. And so I was just trying to really do things to help soothe it. And then I thought, hey, what would Ram Dass do in this situation? And as I was writing... I was listening to YouTube and I was listening to Indian flute music and it was just like a a YouTube playlist. And then after an hour of that playing, a song with Ram Dass speaking comes on. He has a collab with East Forest and the title of this piece is called I Am Loving Awareness. So then all of a sudden, like probably 20, 30 minutes after I am thinking to myself, what would Ram Dass do in this situation? This song comes on. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I immediately recognize Ram Dass, his voice. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And then at the beginning of the track, it's just him talking about being loving awareness. And then essentially as the track moves along, he talks about how what helps him is a mantra 
And then he again goes into I am loving awareness, saying that to himself. And so essentially, he answered my question (laughs) and he answered it by saying that what helps him in those moments of a busy mind is to lean on a mantra. And and in that case, it was to lean on I am loving awareness. And man, late the rest of the night, I was just like, wow, like magic is real. So I share that as a reminder for all of us, no matter what we're going through, to remember that even through the crazy, even through the noise, even through the chaos, to never forget our essence is loving awareness. And it's so important to lean on that again, especially in moments of such disruption and such disarray. Because I feel like for me this past week, a series of things, I've just been revisiting a lot of anxiety and trying to understand what's going on and what was underneath all of that. And it's been a journey, I would say. But I kept reminding myself that, you know what, this is the essence of transformation. Of course, it isn't pretty. Those growing pains are hard and they can be very overwhelming. And leaning on family, friends, support systems, whoever you might have is also so important. Just to, in those scary moments, remember that you are not alone. And more than more likely than not, perhaps someone that you know or someone that, that connected to you somehow might be going through something similar. That's been my experience this week as I've um, reached out for support is realizing what other people are going through really similar things. It's quite a blessing really to be able to have that support system and then have people that can understand you and support you also through, through the the crazy. And sometimes when I'm going through that storm, that inner storm, I actually, in my mind will visualize like a big thunderstorm and maybe I need to just take refuge a little bit under a tree and have that support of the tree to cover me, to protect me as I'm really trying to understand what it is that the storm is trying to teach me. And again, in those moments of chaos, just remembering that even in the middle of a storm, you can find some peace, some coverage, and the storm will eventually stop. And you will have learned so much about yourself in that process, in that storm, and you've gotten stronger as a result. And that's just something else that you can add now to your history of you that you can get through. You can get through anything with enough support and love and of course, attention from yourself and others. So no matter what you're going through, remember that you are loving awareness and that is so true. And it doesn't mean that it takes away from looking at the actual issue, right? Not at all, but just to help balance all of it out. Because if we get too consumed by the problem, then it's very difficult to be able to step back and try to understand what is it trying to teach me. And that's what I try my very best to lean on that ideology that emotions come to help us understand ourselves. And it's certainly okay to ask for help through friends, again, family or counselors, therapists. So to really hone in on that point, I wanted to read from this book. It's called The Transformation, Discovering Wholeness and Healing After Trauma by James Gordon. And I just, I I tried to see what, what resonated with what I wanted to chat about today. And I found that chapter seven in this book called Only Connect is what really resonates. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. 
And I hope that it helps you too. So yes, chapter seven, only connect. There are times when just about all of us need to reach out to connect with other people. It's an essential part of what makes us human. It's built into our biology. As infants, we would not have survived without our nurturing, sustaining connection with our mother or other caregivers. In fact, researchers beginning with Renee Spitz in the 1930s have observed that without this kind of warm human contact, even babies who are adequately fed, clothed, and housed may waste away and die. Hospitalism, Spitz called it. We can still see these dying children in some orphanages or in homes where neglect drains kids of life. When we're traumatized, the need for connection is reawakened, heightened. Remember that our first biological programmed response to trauma is to reach out and scan the world around us for support and comfort. When that urge is temporarily overwhelmed by the agitation of fight or flight or the numbing and withdrawal of freezing, it doesn't go away. It becomes even more compelling. The medical literature tells us that social support, connections with other people, helps prevent illness. When we are ill, it makes recovery more likely, easier, and faster. Highly sociable children are significantly more able to withstand stressful early lives. Lack of these social connections have been shown to be as great at risk factor for early death as smoking and twice as likely to kill us as obesity. When we are traumatized, social support is even more critical. Trauma minds and isolates as well as disables us, even when we know intellectually that other people have been neglected or abused or had their careers short-circuited or lost spouses or children. It feels to us as if we're the only ones. This sense of isolation is a direct consequence of trauma's self-protection biology. When we're fighting for our life, it doesn't serve us to trust. When we're overwhelmed by inescapable threats, we're programmed to withdraw. Even in the aftermath of a war that has killed thousands, I've seen survivors feeling alone with their loss and grief, constrained and thwarted by their biology. The sense of isolation and powerlessness can be significantly compounded by others who ignore, dismiss, or minimize the reality of our trauma. People who've been raped or sexually abused or harassed often confront disbelief or are accused of causing what they could not prevent. Children who've been abused by one parent are too often dismissed or ignored by the other parent who is unwilling to confront the reality or take action to change it. Soldiers overwhelmed by death and destruction they have caused or witnessed are often advised to suck it up. Many people have told me that as painful as their trauma was, it was less demeaning, less destructive, far less soul slaying than the reaction of the people and institutions with whom they try to share it. When we're finally able to connect with others who do believe and have compassion for us, everything begins to change. As we share ourselves and our stories with them, we find and feel safety. This can happen with a therapist or in an organized group. And we'll talk about that in another chapter, The Healing Circle. And here, however, I wanted to emphasize the importance of friends and family, clergy and colleagues as embracing refuge. Many are or have been just as troubled and hurt, as confused and vulnerable as we are. They know what we're going through and can often help sustain and support us on our journey. 
as we share with others, we assert ourselves as people worthy of being heard, men, women, and children whose sorrows and suffers, sufferings can be understood, people to whom attention should be paid in sharing ourselves and our story. We're also overcoming the fear of judgment, the pride and the shame that have fed the isolation bred by the trauma. These caring, trustworthy people let us know that it's right for us to care for ourselves, that we deserve it. We begin to feel that if these, other, if, if these others can appreciate us with all our clumsy contradictions, our unlovely pain and shame, then perhaps we can appreciate ourselves. As we look into the mirror of their eyes, we see ourselves more kindly, more generously. Self-protectiveness falls away. Sharing our burdens, we lighten the load. And I think I'll end it there. And yeah, I think that, I hope that was just a nice reminder of the comfort that can be found when we have those safe people to lean on. And this can, again, look like he wrote in the book. It can look like friends, family, counselors, therapists, mentors, coaches. It could be those people can take so many different roles in our lives and they're out there. And if you don't have many I promise that there's people there, even if it's calling a hotline or just calling an organization, just know that we might feel really alone in our pain sometimes. And sure, we have to go through it to understand it. However, we can certainly have our hands held by people that we love, both, you know, figuratively and literally. I've definitely been on that end many times where Perhaps I, I needed to be held by a good friend or another loved one, or if the person couldn't be there with me, just having a really nice conversation with someone that I love and trust. And of course, time with therapists. I can't advocate enough how much I believe in seeking help, seeking counseling, therapy, and of course, finding the ones that are a good fit for you because it's just like everything. If, it's, if you're new to therapy, you might not find the right person first time and maybe not the second either, but you will eventually. So giving that opportunity for yourself is extremely transformative. I've been, I'm sure I've shared it before. I've been going to therapy myself. I started when I was 18 and, and I've been going ever since, not maybe every month, depends on what I'm going through. But at least I like to do a once a month check in, even if things seem good. And like I mentioned earlier, is I've been going a little bit more lately and it's all good, whatever you need and just listening to yourself. And again, also leaning on to close family and friends because transforming is beautiful, but it can be messy to get to the other end. And it's, I find that as I grow, there's so many cycles almost of like death and rebirth in a lot of ways of my inner world and how it changes and every layer, it gets stronger and it becomes more resilient. That doesn't mean that the emotions aren't heavy sometimes. And that doesn't mean that one doesn't need that extra help to get through. So just know that again, no matter what you're going through, just know that you aren't alone. Help is there. And that you are loving awareness. And with that, I think I will call it an episode. This month, there will be less podcast episodes, but we're getting back into action and other news that I didn't share before. 
is that we are uh, welcoming our new group of interns. We're super excited. We are inviting nine students to join us this semester, as and we're just so thankful of all the growth. So big shout out to UNLV College of Liberal Arts and UNLV Greenspan College of Urban Affairs for their ongoing support. And we're just so grateful here at the Love Yourself Foundation to have such amazing students come to us. And again, we're just so lucky. And and other updates, uh, no events this month. We're taking a little break, but we, we aim to return in February. All right, y'all. Again, remember that you are loving awareness and that no matter what you're going through, to always lean into that, even when things feel like they're too much. Sending you my love. Until next time, peace.